contemplatio. Guigo teaches that oratio is closely tied to contemplatio. In the sixth chapter of the Ladder of Monks, he says that the Lord, who is attentive to the meaning and not the words of our prayer, does not wait until the longing soul has said it all, but breaks in upon the soul in the middle of its prayer, runs to meet it in haste, sprinkles it with sweet heavenly dew. He slakes its thirst, he feeds its hunger, he makes the soul forget all earthly things. By making it die to itself, he gives it a new and wonderful life. By making it drunk, he brings it back to its true senses. Note these paradoxes of mystical language. God there is acting. This is the part that God does. As you are practicing your meditatio and your oratio, God doesn't wait for you to finish. He breaks in on his own initiative to begin to give you the experience of contemplatio. And what about William? Contemplatio in William is a very broad term. All the major themes of William's distinctive mysticism relate to contemplatio, such as the notion of seeing the face of God, of having a vision of God, or the understanding of love, intellectus amoris, and the unity of spirit, unitas spiritus. William loved one of the great passages from Paul. It's 1 Corinthians 6.17, which says, the person who adheres to God becomes one spirit with God. I quote that over and over again because that's the biblical proof for becoming one spirit with God, of achieving a kind of unity with God. And so, unitas spiritus, oneness of spirit, is a kind of formula to express 1 Corinthians 6, 17. William, throughout his whole career, wrote endlessly about contemplation. In the middle of his career, in the 1130s, around the time he became a Cistercian, he wrote a commentary on the Song of Songs, in which he often talks about uh, contemplation. I'll read you just one example of this. He's talking about the text from Song of Songs 1-4, where the bridegroom says to the bride, your eyes are like doves. Your eyes are like doves. Spiritually interpreted, mystically interpreted, this is how William reads this. The two eyes that are like doves signify reason and love. Reason and love are the two eyes of contemplation that have to work together as one ascends towards union. And the two eyes become one when in the contemplation of God, in which love is chiefly operative, reason passes over into love and is formed into a kind of spiritual or divine understanding which surpasses and absorbs all reason. So reason is important, but it ascends to a level where it's absorbed into love. It's transcended in a certain sense. It becomes what William called the intellectus amoris, the understanding of love. Or that he also expresses in another very famous phrase, love itself is a form of understanding. Love is not reason, but love becomes a deeper kind of understanding in the highest level of contemplatio. Finally, in his last major work, which is the Golden Epistle, he also talks a good deal about a contemplatio and unitas a spiritus, but he emphasizes that 
our oneness with God that comes in contemplation is Trinitarian. It's fundamentally Trinitarian and it's centered on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the bond of love between the Father and the Son. And so when you reach the height of contemplation, when you come to oneness of spirit, unitas spiritus, you in a certain sense become the Holy Spirit, joining together the Father and the Son. They say, "Uh uh-oh, that sounds bad. We become the Holy Spirit. We could understand it best by saying we become the Holy Spirit operationally. That is, we share in love as uniting the Father and the Son. We don't become the Holy Spirit substantially in the sense that our human nature becomes the divine nature. But we're sharing in the uniting activity, the loving activity, that is the Holy Spirit. Towards the end of the golden letter. He who is the love of the Father and the Son. That's the Holy Spirit. He who is the love of the Father and the Son. Their unity, their sweetness, their good, their kiss, their embrace, and whatever else they have in common, he becomes for man in regard to God in the manner appropriate to man what he is for the Son with regard to the Father and for the Father in regard to the Son. The soul in its bliss finds itself standing midway in the embrace and kiss of the Father and the Son. So, contemplatio for William is sharing in the life of the Trinity, especially in its focus on the action of the Holy Spirit.